Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's HealthLock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, warmer days remind us of fond summer memories. Now you can make those moments year-round with a Michael Phelps swim spa by our friends at Master Spas, and that combines the leisure of a hot tub with the exercise benefits of a pool. Now Master Spas technology is incredible with LED lighting, beautiful waterfalls, and those super powerful water jets installed in just one day. You're going to love it. Proudly made in America. Use the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner. That's masterspas.com for up to $1,000 off. You can exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand I trust, masterspas.com. All right, thank you, Scott Shannon, and thanks to all of you for being with us. Toll-free, our number is 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, for kicks and giggles before we get to a lot of substance, although it's sad and pathetic and scary, on the other hand. Uh, so Joe Biden was at a ceremony uh, for Eid, which is uh, a Muslim holiday, uh, and it did not go well at all. Uh, I'll let you decide. Listen. And the cheer for Muslim, we cheer for Muslim athletes like Kareem Al-Jub- Abdul Jabbar, I know him, and I did mispronounce his name. Congressman Omar, where are you, Congressman Omar? There you go. God love you. I'm not supposed to. I'll get in trouble for saying this, but you look beautiful tonight. And Congressman Tlaib, where's 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 the Congressman? There you are. Okay, so do you. I don't know why you wanted the job, man. I appoint all those federal judges, but you know. Thank you for serving. I'm not kidding. You want to come and make a speech? Hush up, boy. As my mother would say. You know, the quorum teaches that one of his highest signs is the creation of heavens and earth and the diversity of our languages and colors. Okay. The Quran? No, it's called the Quran. Is that that hard for him to figure out? Uh, his good friend, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, really? You had to struggle? Not exactly the hardest name to, to, to pronounce. I remember when I started at Fox, uh, we had a guy on by the name of Ansola Bahar. And I, I said it to myself repeatedly. I still screwed it up. Uh, that could happen to anyone, but with Joe, it's like a daily thing. Um, let me start with this news, and this news is very, very real, and it's very, very simple. And that is the walls are closing in on the Biden family syndicate. And there's more evidence coming out every day. And this is very, very real. 
And this, you know, actually, even the mainstream media now reporting that, and I think rightly so, that they think that the indictment of Hunter Biden is imminent. But as I've been saying, the things that they're they're talking about seem to be the low hanging fruit, not the big issues and not anything involving the big guy. And and that means they're just trying to, you know, satiate or satisfy people. Oh, we already arrested Hunter. What else do you want? Uh, that's not what this is all about. I mean, look at what we've learned in just the last couple of weeks. First, we thought it was only Joe Biden's brother, Jim, zero experience Hunter, his friends and Joe Biden himself. And then it was nine Biden family members. Now it's up to over a dozen Biden family members. Finally, James Comer's committee got a hold of these suspicious activity reports from banks is over 170 of them. That's a lot of them. They now found a ton of LLCs that they had not known about before. Um, and if it's look, I have a real I have a couple of real LLCs. And by the way, once the New York Times reported, that's a shell company. No, they were real LLCs that were real businesses that I spent real money on and invested real money in. So they're just lying through their teeth, as they always do. I was going to sue them for this, but it's the bar is so high. Uh, it's just frustrating. I have to accept the lying constantly. But anyway, that's a side note. Anyway, but it appears that these LLCs look like, according to Comer, uh, real shell corporations, because the only business they seem to be doing is distributing the monies that they're making from these foreign countries. And yet we still have not gotten to the bottom line answer. How much money did the Biden family make in their business dealings with China, Russia, Ukraine, Kazakhstan and a dozen other countries? We need to get that number because then it leads to the question Okay, did everybody pay their taxes? Then it leads to another question where all, all the FARA uh, rules and regulations followed. Uh, were Did any money go to Joe Biden? Now, we know Biden lied when he said repeatedly during the campaign that he had never once spoken to Hunter or any other family member about their foreign business dealings. We know now that's a lie. We have photographic evidence that proves it's a lie. We have scheduled times for meetings with with Hunter and his foreign business partners. So Joe was lying the whole time. Now, the latest development is the House Ways and Means Committee uh, chair, Jason Smith, has permitted the IRS agent uh, to inform Congress about the alleged political interference by the Justice Department as it relates to the Hunter Biden tax probe. But it's not just Hunter Biden. That's the point. It's the Biden family uh, syndicate. The Ways and Means Committee has authorized two lawyers for the IRS whistleblower to collect information about what their client witnessed at the IRS regarding the probe into the Biden family uh, tax issues. Specifically, the IRS agent is claiming that two Biden administration political appointees uh, within the DOJ are working to block charges against Hunter for tax violations despite recommendations. Now, it after this report first came out, all of a sudden we started hearing that there might be indictments for Hunter Biden uh, and that numerous felonies regarding tax issues would come up. And then we have this this billionaire, millionaire guy out in California paying two point eight million dollars of Hunter Biden's back taxes. Uh, I doubt any of you listening to my voice would be given such a courtesy. Never mind the fact that we don't know if he registered 
uh, in terms of Farah, then the gun violation lying, uh, lying on the gun application, that is now also in play. Uh, a story out today on foxnews.com how 2011 emails reveal that Hunter Biden helped business associates get access to then-Vice President Joe Biden. One top aide, I'll, I'll do the meeting. You know, this, this is the guy with the magic paper that you had me meet with. The VP's uh, deputy chief of staff said in a 2012 email to Hunter Biden. So Biden and his deputy chief of staff held a meeting with three of Hunter Biden's business associates, and at least one of whom was a foreign national at the White House in the summer of 2011. So that's raising questions. Later on, John Solomon will join us. He's, he broke a story. He got a hold of a letter from Congressman Scott Perry uh, sent to all of the ranking members of the Senate Judiciary Committee, the House uh, Judiciary Committee, uh, the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee, uh, the Finance Committees, and looking for investigations uh, into in 2014 when he joined Burisma, the board in Ukraine, and they needed to amend. They have a letter actually saying that you need to amend your tax returns from 2014 to reflect unreported Burisma income. That was by a business partner of Hunter's. Uh, that took place, that letter. Anyway, he wrote to Hunter in, in January of 2017 that appeared in the laptop turned over to the FBI in Congress. That's approximately $400,000 extra, so your income uh, for 2014 was much closer to well over a million dollars. And while the email is suggesting the tax probe dating back to 2014 was public, the public reporting of the matter at the DOJ appears very scant compared to later years. And now he's war concerned or worried that they purposely allowed the statute of limitations to expire or did the DOJ and IRS construct an agreement extending the legal deadline uh, commonly known as what's called tolling agreements, specifically to avoid indictment and or prosecution. Uh, so we need to get answers to all of this. But the bottom line is, and, you know, this is on top of, I, I will tell you the most repulsive thing in the world that's going on here, and that is, you know, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, Jill Biden, you know, I don't know how, and maybe one day we'll get the answer, you know, Joe Biden, 50 years in Washington. They don't get paid a lot of money in Washington. Trust me, you can't afford a home on the ocean and you can't afford all the homes that the, the, the that Joe Biden and the family have on a senator's salary. You just can't. It's mathematically impossible. The most repulsive part of all of this is Hunter's getting all of this money from this millionaire friend of the family's to pay his taxes uh, okay, so his Porsche got repossessed. Uh, he's got a designer suit on yesterday, and he's heading into court and begging that he not have to pay as much child support. Uh, why they have allowed themselves and opened themselves up to the type of discovery now that the judge in this case is demanding is, is pretty incredible. But considering all of the money that the Biden family combined has, you know, you would think that maybe the Bidens might recognize Joe and Jill Biden, their own granddaughter, instead of shunning her, uh, not even inviting her to the White House. I mean, this girl's going to grow up one day and recognize and realize uh, my grandfather was the president of the United States and, and he never invited me or even acknowledged me. Last week, Joe Biden saying, well, I have six grandchildren. I talk to them every day. 
Well, you actually have seven, and you haven't even acknowledged one of them. The circumstances under which this child was conceived is of no fault of hers at all, whatsoever. She's a four-year-old innocent young girl. And her mom, I don't know anything about the mom's background except, oh, she's a former dancer or whatever. I, I don't care. If she's a loving mother, she's a loving mother. You know, I, there there have been people that I've met in life that that did something like that because they had no money. And they did it to support their families. Maybe they went through a divorce. Maybe they were in a violent relationship. And they had to make as much money as quickly as possible. Do I think that's the right answer? I don't. But I'm not going to sit there and judge them either because I don't know the circumstances. Everyone's so quick to judge people. I'm not willing, I'm not willing to go there. Anyway, so he's crying poverty, you know, to reduce these child support payments. And as a result, now they have opened themselves up to discovery at a level that includes the Hunter Biden laptop. And that will get into the family, you know, syndicate business and how much monies that the Biden family took in from these various countries, which we all need an answer to. We need to know what what did Joe know? When did Joe know it? We know Joe lied. Did he benefit financially because Hunter's laptop implicates his own father? He's complaining about giving half his income to, quote, Pops. He's complaining about paying for Pops Homes uh, repairs. He's complaining about, you know, not complaining, but mentioning 10% being put aside for the big guy. Meghan McCain actually said something that I, I totally agreed with, that the Biden family is a national disgrace. Joe Biden cast aside his own granddaughter to protect his shameful son. And now Hunter wants to slash child support payments for a daughter that he's never even met. Has America really fallen this low? But Joe's the president. Now, I can't imagine any scenario if Donald Trump had a grandson or a granddaughter uh, and and he wouldn't recognize or acknowledge the, the child uh, as his grandson or granddaughter. I can't, can you imagine the media reaction to this? Man, it's unbelievable. Anyway, so the House Oversight Committee Chairman uh, James Comer told Fox that Hunter's financial information being sought in this Arkansas court case has a lot of potential to help assist with their investigation uh, because during Monday's hearing, uh, Hunter Biden's attorney said the president's son's paying 20 grand a month uh, to the plaintiff. Uh, the mom, London Roberts, I assume. All right. So that it sounds like a lot of money, but it's really not a lot of money. If you are the sole provider of a child and you want to give a child the lifestyle that the rest of the Biden family has, uh, that doesn't seem that far out of whack. Uh, but I guess he's not able to deal with China, Russia, Ukraine and Kazakhstan and all these other countries at this particular point in time. But he's crying poverty to reduce his child support payments and by the way, it was a really tough day in court yesterday. Uh, the best he could do in Ireland, they said, was he had to sleep in a cot in, in his father's bedroom because he couldn't afford his own room. I'm like, that's such a crock of Adam Schiff. I'm not buying your BS. Just stop. The younger Biden appeared in the courtroom, accompanied by all his expensive lawyers that somebody's paying for in order to plead, you know, poverty to seek a reduction here. You know, she's the child he fathered out of wedlock with a dancer. Okay, I'm not judging the dancer. I don't care about, you know what I like about the dancer? The dancer is at least acknowledging her own daughter. The dancer is taking care of her own daughter. 
the, the former crackhead and paint-by-numbers, quote, artist, uh, portraits of a crackhead, you know, is making money, and he doesn't want to give any to his kid. And by the way, Hunter Biden's uh, Hollywood attorney now controls his stake in the Chinese private equity firm. I think this is the guy that paid the $2.8 million and bought him a new car. I mean, it, it is it is. It is just pathetic. This family is so pathetic. You know, he could, by the way, face prosecution. I told you this yesterday under the deadbeat parents law signed by Bill Clinton. That'll be interesting. All right. We'll get to this and much, much more. We got a lot to get to on the economy. Uh, yes, 67 percent chance now. Zero hedge saying that we absolutely will have a recession. I believe that. Uh, please be careful with your money. And by the way, this run on banks ought to scare you. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time 
with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. The podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my, this idea of, what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know... Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. Thank you for being with us. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, You've heard me talk about my love of this great company, Henry Repeating Arms. Now, they got a line of over 200 rifles and shotguns. And I'm going to tell you, this is one of the greatest lines ever. Every Henry is made in America or not made at all. Uh, so, you know, they're so loyal to their customers. Every single Henry I own uh, was accurate right out of the box. They offer incredible customer service, a lifetime warranty. Uh, you might not know that Henry has a line of tribute edition rifles. They actually did one special for me with the cover of my last book, Live Free or Die, engraved uh, on the gun, I mean, on the rifle, rather, and it was phenomenal. It's beautiful. beautiful. Um, but you got to check out their tribute edition rifles. It honors the unsung heroes that really make this country great. Farmers, truckers, oilmen, coal miners, active duty military, veterans, 
I mean, it's perfect, you know, for a gift or maybe one for yourself. You want to buy yourself a great present? This is it. Uh, anyway, and then they have the Henry's Deluxe Engraved Limited Edition Rifles, which are pretty much the crown jewels of any collection, masterfully engraved with the finest wood stocks. And once an edition sells out, that's it. They don't make any more. Anyway, check it out on their website. It's henryusa.com. You'll get a free catalog, free decals, and a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com, free catalog, free decal, decals, and you're going to love these firearms and this company. They're an amazing company. Um, this was interesting in the Hill today. You know, we now know that over 19% of Democrats say they would vote for RFK Jr. over Joe Biden in a primary. And I'm going to be honest, um, and now I've, I've had debates over the years with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I, I don't dislike him at all. Um, I mean, it's had to be horrible for him to grow up and his father being assassinated. Um, I can't imagine, and his uncle being assassinated. I can't imagine the pain that that would have inflict on any family. Um, but, you know, he's really, he's furious right now at ABC News uh, because apparently his comments about vaccinations, very specifically COVID vaccinations, he's anti-vax, uh, didn't go over well, so they, they edited that part of the interview out. Um, so he's furious with them about that. Then he's furious with Biden because he won't debate at all during the primary. Uh, I think the, the one thing that you have to acknowledge is most sitting presidents won't debate in a primary. And uh, yeah, I so I'm not as yeah. Do I wish they would? Yeah, but it's historically that's pretty common. Um, but Joe Biden, I'm telling you, if he has more days like today and yesterday, uh, this could get very real very quick. And I'll tell you what can get even more real. And this was in the Hill today because I just digressed. Uh, night, you know, Mansion is now Joe Mansion, Senator West Virginia, who went on my TV show. By the way, I know for a fact that that scared the hell out of the president, the administration, and Chucky e. Schumer. I know for a fact that happened. And why did Joe Manchin come on my show? Um, well, number one, we've had a very cordial and friendly relationship over the years. And he rightly said to me on a, no, on a number of occasions when we had discussions, and I'm not sharing anything that he didn't we didn't talk about publicly, that the people of West Virginia, the hardworking people of West Virginia, you know, tend to be more conservative. And he's very pro-energy. And he made a deal with Schumer and Biden, and they reneged on that deal. And he's pissed off because he made that deal for the people in his home state, which is what his job's supposed to be, to look out for their best interests. Anyway, so now Manchin is stepping up his criticism of, of Biden and his leadership, if you want to call it leadership, and it's now stirring speculation that he may challenge Biden as a third-party candidate in 2024. Now, that would be interesting. Manchin notes that he had a 12-year relationship with No Labels. That's the centrist political group that's trying to gain access to the ballot in all 50 states to open a path for a third-party candidate to run for president. Anyway, No Labels is just a, a name Democrats give themselves so that they're not lumped in with Bernie Sanders and the you know, climate alarmist religious uh, cult, but they're about as centrist as Nancy Pelosi usually in most cases. Uh, but asked about, you know, 
at the talk that he would run nationwide on the no labels ticket, Manchin said people are starving. They're starving to work together. He said voters are sick of this constant daily routine of everyone against everybody and everybody fighting and arguing. And let's be for the country. Let's get something done here. Uh, he's also repeatedly declined to knock down chatter that he may run for president. Uh, and an NBC News poll last week found that 70 percent of Americans don't want Biden running for a second term. I think in a Democratic primary, I don't think I actually I don't. The party is so hardcore, radical left, new Green Deal, climate alarmist cultists. I don't know if they could do that. Pull that off. Uh, anyway, uh, Tony Blinken is in a lot of trouble here. We have issue number one, which is Tony Blinken. He, after being asked by Mike Morrell, who testified before Congress, we'll have more at the top of the hour with John Solomon, uh, to reach out to former Intel officials and say that Hunter's laptop has all the earmarkings of, of a Russian disinformation campaign. Uh, it was Blinken. He was the point guy to run this. Now he's denying any role in, in Hunter Biden's Russian disinformation letter. He said, well, it wasn't my idea. But he's the guy that went ahead and did it, according to testimony before Congress by Mike Morrell. So he did do it. And that's pretty interesting. Uh, by the way, my friend Benjamin Hall, that was his first interview back. He did a great job. Uh, now House Republicans are saying that Wink and Blinken could, in fact, face impeachment uh, because he it looks like Ron Johnson said that the House can impeach those individuals who are involved in the laptop letter hoax. And a number of those individuals are now serving in the Biden administration. They also ought to either resign or be impeached. Uh, and Blinken swore that he never emailed Hunter Biden, despite now we have laptop proof that, in fact, as the secretary of state designate, that Blinken insisted to a Senate committee in December of 2020 that he had never emailed Hunter Biden. I mean, this this is getting out of control. GOP senators now suggesting that Blinken lied about Burisma and was trying to connect with uh, with uh, firms and U.S uh lobbyists this is getting very very interesting um the issue of the debt ceiling is huge and so here's what happened in the beginning joe biden said he would not negotiate with congress he would not negotiate with house republicans okay then they had one meeting 90 some odd days ago and kevin mccarthy has been reaching out reaching out reaching out reaching out reaching out and joe biden kept saying no we won't negotiate so Kevin McCarthy has a responsibility. So the full faith and credit of the U.S. government doesn't go into default. So he passes a bill that saves $4.8 trillion over 10 years. And in terms of baseline budget, budgeting only allows for a 1% increase in the budget every year. And this is really just a one-year deal to raise the debt ceiling. And that's smart because then they get more every year if the Democrats want to raise the debt ceiling. And that's using the power of the purse. Well, now the Senate Republicans smartly have said, we're going along with the Republican House bill and we're not going to get involved, but we're going to prevent the Democrats from passing an alternative bill. So in other words, it won't go to conference, meaning the House and Senate leaders meet in a room and they try to come somewhere in the middle uh, that it's going to be between Biden and McCarthy. Now, McCarthy has a slim margin in the House, 222. 
The bill passed by two votes. Uh, so, and we'll ask Matt Gates about this as well. So the bill passes by two votes, and Kevin McCarthy doesn't have the ability, in all likelihood, to give any concessions to Joe Biden. Now, Joe Biden has not been willing to meet with with McCarthy for nearly 100 days. By the time they meet, they're scheduled to meet on May the 9th, seven days from now. They will, It will be about 100 days since Joe Biden has steadfastly refused to, in fact, uh, negotiate with Kevin McCarthy. Anyway, Corinne Jean-Pierre uh, was asked about it today, and she said no negotiations again. She was also asked about the one grandchild in an exchange with Peter Ducey, uh, about 90% reduction in illegal immigration that they're claiming, too. Listen to this exchange. Uh, I wanted to ask about the trial going on in Arkansas with Hunter Biden and the child support. Are the president and first lady monitoring that? And how come they haven't acknowledged the seventh grandchild? I'm not going to speak to that from here. Why not? Go ahead. Why not? You said yesterday that when it comes to illegal migration, you've seen it come down by more than 90%. Where did that number come from? It was, because I was CBP speaking, is telling us the number is I hear you. I'm about to answer. I'm about, people more I'm about to answer you. Year so if, you, far. if you, if the dramatics could come down just a little bit. I, um, if the dramatics could come down a little what's bit. What's dramatic about asking a question about... Okay, I'm, I'm going to answer. So I was speaking to the parolee program. As you know, the president put in place a parolee program to deal with uh, to deal with certain countries uh, on on ways that we can limit illegal migration. And we have seen the data has shown us that it has gone down by more than ninety percent. That was what I was speaking and to. No, I'm, we're, we're going to go. We're going to move. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. We're moving, Peter. Let's go. I mean, they won't mention why the Bidens won't acknowledge their four-year-old granddaughter or answer that question. And then yesterday, the White House avoided even mentioning that the uh, five people that were murdered by an illegal immigrant uh, was previously deported five separate times. Not even a word about that. But Joe is confused, you know, screaming at the audience yesterday, walking off the stage. I mean, it's just bizarre. It's getting crazy in New York. I mean, police are still searching for that illegal immigrant suspect in the shooting down there. Uh, but the mayor of New York now, New York's supposed to be a sanctuary city. Well, OK, so if you look at the numbers, uh, five thousand two hundred illegal immigrants have been sent by Greg Abbott to New York. El Paso sent ten thousand seven hundred thirteen. That's fifteen thousand nine hundred thirteen. So forty five thousand arrived either by the federal government sending them here or on their own. And now he's playing the race card. And he's out there now resorting to this uh, because Abbott said, OK, you want to be a sanctuary city? Here you go. You know, words mean one thing. The reality that we're living means another thing. So you're so open to illegal immigration. You know, that's why they keep sending all the illegal immigrants over, you know, to New York City and San Francisco and other places, California, sanctuary states and cities as well. Anyway, uh, this weekend we learned Governor Abbott is once again deciding to play politics with people's lives by resuming the busing of asylum seekers in New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Denver, and D.C. Yeah, because you're the ones that say you want them. You're not, you just don't want them in your backyard. So if there's any, quote, racism associated with this, that would, that would be on them. I told you yesterday about Bernie Sanders, you know, wanting to confiscate billionaires' money. 
I'll tell you what billionaires are going to do. They're going to leave the United States and not create any more jobs. They're not going to be innovative, and uh, they will move elsewhere. A new study just came out. Blue states are losing tens of billions of dollars in income because of this, what I call, accelerated migration. In New York, for example, last year, uh, uh, because of their high taxes and so many people leaving, $24.5 $24.5 billion less in income the state took in because people have had it with New York. Now they're trying to go after people that leave New York and tax them anyway, just like they're doing in, in California. You know, look at what they're doing, for example, with utilities in California. The more money you make, the higher you, the cost of your utility. The less money you make, uh, the higher, the lower your utility costs. So rich people are being stolen from to subsidize poor people. Tax the rich, tax the rich, tax the rich. We did. Now, God forbid the rich leave. They're leaving. Uh, And states are livid and apoplectic over this idiotic disaster mortgage redistribution rule. In other words, you work hard to keep a a good credit score up. And then you get penalized for doing so because you're going to pay a higher rate to subsidize People that are not as fiscally responsible as you that have very low credit ratings so that they can make the loans to people that have not been fiscally responsible. Well, that's called insanity. I mean, it's this. This is why, you know, I love this. Biden seeks debt ceiling talks. But then they say today that they're not going to negotiate. Okay, don't negotiate. Here's your choice. Sign the McCarthy Republican House bill or default. You've been missing in action for 100 days. Yellen says drop dead date for debt ceiling is June 1. And by the way, this was the second biggest bank collapse in history. J.P. Morgan probably bought it for pennies on the dollar. And Jamie Dimon, who's probably going to make a fortune on this, is downplaying the risk of the crisis after the second biggest bank failure. Uh, First Republic collapse now spurs fear in the banking system. I'll tell you right now, if you don't have a... What do you call it? A bank box, a um, what do you, a safety yeah, a safety deposit box. Get one and put cash in it. That's what I, my advice is. If you have any cash, most people don't even have any cash because they're all living paycheck to paycheck. You're not convincing me just because they say the banking system is safe. I'm not buying it. Now I'm not pulling all my money out of the bank, and I need you know you know ten boxes uh, in one dollar bills. I like one dollar bills. I just do. Looks cooler. I like George Washington. I like $5 bills, too. Although Hamilton's aren't bad, and certainly, you know, I like Ben Franklin's. I think we could just be a blanket statement and say money's good <laughs> in this time of struggle. I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm telling people, have some cash on hand. It's all not money a bad is idea. good. Any yeah. denomination, we'll take it. Well, all things my pillow help me fall asleep faster, stay asleep longer. They just work these products. Right now they have... Uh, they're my slipper sale ongoing. It is continually the number one selling my pillow product. Uh, get this when you go to mypillow.com, click on the Sean Hannity Square. You can get their all season slippers for twenty five bucks. Usually, regularly one hundred and forty nine ninety eight. You save over one hundred and twenty bucks. Uh, you're limited to ten pairs at checkout. They will sell out. And my slippers has that exclusive four layer design that you're not going to find in any other slipper. And the patented layers make these slippers ultra comfortable, extremely durable. They relieve stress on your feet. You can wear them any place, anytime, anywhere. They also have a ton of additional sizes and all new colors. 
Now, to get them, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the Sean Hannity squ- uh, Square to get your pair of all-season slippers, 25 bucks, usually $149.98, or call 800-919-6090. Use the promo code Hannity, and when those slippers arrive, you are going to thank me. You're going to love them. We'll continue. Biggest stories of the day with solutions to help move America forward. This is the Sean Hannity Show. All right, when we come back, an investigative report from our friend John Solomon, uh, editor in chief, justthenews.com. Also, later, Congressman Matt Gates. He never gets in trouble, Matt Gates. He's always the, the softest spoken person in Congress. And Alabama Senator Tommy uh, Tuberville will join us, the coach, as we continue. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 